Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. If you're listening in real time, it's the new year, and we took a two-week break from the podcast because I know everyone needs to unplug over the holidays or plug into something a little bit more entertaining. So happy new year. I hope you had a magical and relaxing winter break. I'm sure you're back in the thick of it because as a teacher, you know that once you are back, you are back in full force. January begins some kind of mad rush to state testing and other curriculum demands. In any event, I'm so excited to continue with our mini series on something that I am so passionate about, and that is teaching reading skills at a middle school level. This is the third in the series, so if you missed the other two, you might want to go back and check them out. Before we get into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know that I usually mention at least one freebie, but today I don't have anything specific for this topic. However, I did mention a free plot structure mini lesson in my first podcast in this series, so I'll be sure to attach that in the notes for you to grab. Okay, so let's get into it. If you are a middle school language arts teacher, then you teach reading skills. Teaching conflict in literature and how characters respond to conflict is going to be a definite skill for kids to have in their reading arsenal. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about why teach conflict in literature, general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a lesson on conflict in literature, and practice with conflict in literature, some activities for your kids. All right, so let's start out by talking about why teaching, char- why teaching conflict is crucial. Certain skills are foundational for middle school reading. Teaching types of conflict and how characters respond to conflict is one of those skills. Students need to have a clear understanding of why conflict is the bedrock of plot structure. Without conflict, there is no story. Characters will will try and fail to solve their problem as part of the rising action, which is the bulk of any novel. It is also important for students to observe how characters respond to conflict. They should see the differences between a proactive response versus a reactive response. You will also want your students to note that characters change as stories progress and often their response to conflict will change as well. And finally, the reason that we read literature is to show insights into ourselves and others around us. I mean, that's why I love to read. Many important lessons on dealing with conflict are subtly taught in novels. We want our students to apply these lessons to their own lives and to help them make sense of the world around them through conflict and literature. Okay, so let's talk about some general tips on teaching reading skills at this level. 
When you teach reading skills, you will want to use some consistency with your students so they know what to expect and what is expected of them. For me, I use a reading workshop model of instruction. I have a whole series of blog posts and podcasts on reading workshop, which you might like to check out. Please know, though, that I adapted my reading workshop from the true model to be more skills-based because that worked better for me in the classroom, and I venture to say it will work better for you as well. So the general reading workshop guidelines that I follow are to first teach the mini lesson, keeping it very brief at about 10 to 15 minutes. Then there's student workshop time, and that's when kids work on something in their reading that you taught them in the mini lesson. At that time, while kids are working, I conference with them, meeting with them to check in on their reading and how they are doing with the skills that I just taught. And then a quick share at the end to briefly discuss something from their reading. Okay, so what should you include in a mini lesson on conflict in literature? Well, I do have an entire podcast series on teaching mini lessons. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Here's a shortened version with some of the ideas on how you would do it specifically when you're teaching conflict in literature. So each mini lesson follows a pattern. In this way, students not only know what to expect, but you will have a blueprint for when you begin to create your mini lessons. So here are the components. First of all, connect. Here you link what you learned to where you are going in this lesson. For example, you might say, when we last met, we talked about the types of conflict. Today, you are going to zero in on the type of conflict you are reading about in your novel. All right. The next component is the teaching objective. It is crucial to explicitly state to your students what you want them to learn. Do not leave them guessing, okay? For example, today's goal is to understand that characters can deal with conflict in two ways, proactively or reactively. And please keep it as simple as you can, all right? The third component of a mini lesson are the strategies. Here you will give kids a strategy or strategies to meet the objective. For example, as you are reading, be on the lookout for your character's response to conflict. And then you might kind of zero in on a few um, things to look for in the reading when it comes to that. The next component is engagement. This is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson. You can use a turn and talk here so that kids are use the skill in a partnership. Example. Turn and talk to your partner about a time when you were reactive to a struggle you were having. Okay, I find this part, the engagement, to be really, really important because, as we know, kids are very self-centered, and I don't mean that in a fresh way, but it's true, um, and they developmentally that's true, and they really need to see how it plays out in their own life. And the last component of a mini lesson is your student objective. This is really important because it's where kids are given the directions for their workshop time. Keep it brief and specific. It's always best to note to students that they should be doing this every time they read, not just when they're reading today. Okay, so for example, 
you can say, today and every time you are reading a novel, notice when your character is responding to conflict. Jot it down in your reader's notebook and note whether it is reactive or proactive. Okay, and that sets kids up for a really targeted um, approach to their reading that day. And I do have a mini lesson on teaching conflict in my TPT store. My mini lessons, I have a bunch of them. Uh, they're, they're very inexpensive. I think they're $2.50, but I'm just letting you know that I do have one that's ready to go. Okay. All right. So when you, when the kids are actually practicing with conflict in literature, they're going to need some activities in their reading. Okay. So once they learn the skill, it is time to practice. This is the portion of the reading workshop where students go off to work and do something to apply the skill you taught in the mini lesson within their own reading. Be careful not to do what I call kill the skill. <laughs> you are looking for application, not a bunch of extra work for your kids and for you. Um, so here are some tips on what it should not look like when they're practicing a skill. All right. Um, I, I really did. I've been mentioning these, but I think it's worth mentioning again in case you're only listening to this podcast I do not do random worksheets. Skill and drill style are not conducive to truly learning and applying reading skills. Another thing that I consider a no-no is unrelated exercises. Kids should be applying it to the reading they are doing now or to a mentor text, which is a short story that is in the same genre as your current unit of study. Um, for example, a short historical fiction story if you're in a historical fiction unit. So what kids should be applying it to is the reading of what they're reading now or to your mentor text, not to some random paragraph that you pulled out of, I don't know, AI or somewhere else that has nothing to do with, with your current unit of study. And the last thing I would say is a big no-no is work that is way too long because you do not want kids being inundated with skill work that takes a long time. You want them actually reading. And I know I, I have to say I, of, of the many teachers I've mentored over the years, one of the biggest problems that I see is that they're not giving, giving kids time for reading or writing and reading and writing workshop. They're just talking about it and making them do practice. They need to really get into their novels or whatever they're reading and apply it within there. Okay, so what should the practice look like? Mentor text work is a great way to go. Having a mentor text to refer to throughout a unit is key. You'll want one that is in the same genre, like I said, and contains skills that you're teaching. So for example, if you are in a realistic fiction unit and you're teaching character traits, symbolism, theme, and dialogue, and internal monologue, you'll want a short story that can do that. It should be a high interest story. And I love the story Raymond's Run by Tony Cade Bambara for teaching conflict in literature. There are a bunch of free PDFs available online if you search it, but it is a fantastic story to introduce your kids to for something like this. Okay, another thing that practice should look like, reading application. As you progress in the unit and kids are reading novels, have them maybe keep a chart of conflict and how the characters are responding. And this way they can note, especially with the main character, 
how they are hopefully changing and developing throughout the plot. Another great activity for kids is debate. Having kids debate is a great engagement strategy. So for example, students might disagree on whether a response to conflict was reactive or proactive. They could argue the nuances of this and use facts from the story to back up their claims. And I would keep this quick, maybe 10 minutes, you know, because like I keep saying, you really want kids actually reading during reading workshop time. And lastly, centers. Yes, centers. Centers are not just for elementary school students. They are definitely for middle school students. My easiest days for, of teaching are when my centers are out on my desk and kids are rotating through and I am like a visitor at each center and it's actually a very enjoyable time. Okay, so having kids doing centers on a specific skill towards the end of a unit to show what they know and to extend their learning is ideal and it can be, also help them to prepare for an upcoming assessment. I did make, I'm in the middle of making centers for reading skills and I did just finish my centers for conflict and literature and I'll be sure to link them. And P.S. if you want to get a really good teacher observation score, do something like centers because it's much more student based and less focus on you and it's good for everybody. Okay, so that's it. We talked about why teach conflict in literature general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a lesson on conflict in literature, and good, good ways to practice conflict in literature. So be sure to tune in next week as we will be continuing with our mini-series on reading skills. The next topic will be teaching symbolism, and I have some really great ideas for you. I'm very excited about this one, so you don't want to miss it. Before you go, I want to take a moment to cordially invite you to join my Facebook group. It's pretty new and the teachers who are joining are engaged and have great tips. And I have really tried to make this a positive space. I'd like to push out my freebies to you on that group. I like to make things um, you know, interactive and not complaining. So um, I think that you'll find that it would be a good place for you to join. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at school. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.